0: Hey, welcome back to the City Rev Life podcast. Uh, My name is Roby. This is Rebecca. And we are in a series called Healthy Conflict in Marriage. And we've been, we're actually kicking off a new part to this series with this episode. And what we're going to be talking about today is specifically communication, the anatomy of communication. A lot of times there are things that cause conflict, but if the communication itself is causing more conflict, that's not helping at all. So, we're going to be talking about some practical things to keep in mind when it comes to conflict. And really, this applies to anything, but especially in marriage. And so, um, maybe you're watching this and you are married, been married for many, many years. I think this will be very relatable and hopefully helpful. Maybe you're wanting to get married or you're engaged or you're dating someone, all of these things, uh, whatever those stages of life that you may find yourself in, uh, we hope and pray that this is helpful for you. But before we jump into the topic at hand, let's just do a little bit of a review. We've been talking about specifically kind of the premise of the series is that conflict does not always mean that something has gone wrong. There is going to be conflict in marriage. That's actually part of the iron sharpening iron Um, But we're really trying to use the scripture plus science and research, neuroscience, to help us think through how to do this conflict in a way that actually helps us grow in our marriage. So, Rebecca, maybe walk us through a little bit, especially from the neuroscience perspective of some of the ground that we've covered so far.
1: Right. So we've been looking at conflict from a neuroscience perspective perspective, uh, specifically, the two parts of the brain that we've been discussing is the frontal lobe, which is responsible for all of that good reasoning skills, that good judgment, um, which is where we want to stay in our brains when we're in conflict, because it helps us stay grounded, um, being able to ebb and flow with the stress sometimes of, of conflict. Um, and then we've also talked about the other part of our brain, the amygdala or the stress center, which is really only responsible for three behaviors. It's only responsible for fight, flight, or freeze. And so um, we've been talking about how to stay in that frontal lobe part of our brain during conflict or if our stress center gets triggered, how to kind of carry ourselves back to that frontal lobe, kind of creating a neurological pathway, laying those bricks so that you can get yourself back to that frontal lobe um, for good conflict resolution.
0: You know, it's funny because when I'm thinking uh, and I'm in conflict and I'm frustrated with someone... Um, I I'm not thinking like about, I need a new neurological pathway right now. <laughs> um, but it's when you think about it, yeah. that's exactly what you feel like when you're, that explains what's happening and what you feel when all of a sudden, uh, you're at work or it's, or maybe it's at home or it's with a family member and you just feel your blood pressure rising. Right. You feel your heartbeat going faster. You're feeling yep. angry. And we all know that whatever happens next is not going to be as productive if we could stay calm be clear thinking and uh, that's really the difference we're talking about right
1: absolutely it's exactly right you're using those cues as a reminder to show you ah i need to get myself back to that good place of reasoning so um and what's awesome too is and we've been looking about how this also applies from a biblical standpoint you know we're we've been journeying through proverbs and research continues to confirm what has been in scripture and be able to show us how we can navigate through stress and conflict in our marriage by applying these biblical principles and research continues to confirm that over time
0: yeah absolutely and and that is always wonderful to see but shouldn't be a surprise i mean we know that God has all the truth that that uh, we need that is contained in Scripture. And so we go to Scripture, and and we love science because science mm-hmm. is discovering God's creation. And so we are never surprised yeah. that those two um, are not going to be at, at odds. Yeah. And so anyway, let's jump into uh, Proverbs. And again, the topic at hand, we're talking about the anatomy of the communication itself. And I want to take a look at um, Proverbs chapter 15, just verse 13, it's a, a simple verse and I think I've seen this like on you know uh, coasters of you know of Christian art and stuff like that but there's a real depth to this verse yes. it says a glad heart makes a cheerful face but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed mm. a glad heart makes a cheerful face is mm. this the main idea here in this verse I want to take a look at and what you see in this little hint this quick little proverb is is something that seems simple. If you're, if you're, uh, if you feel this joy in your heart, if there's a cheerfulness in your heart, your face is going to express it, and um, and that seems simple, but that is actually speaking to a profound mm. concept uh, of nonverbal uh, communication. And there's when we communicate, God has wired us that what is coming out of our hearts. Um, is going to be communicated through all types of things. It's through not. It's through uh, not just the words that we say. And so we want to take that seriously. That He's made us to do that. And so. Um, Walk walk us through that, Rebecca, just a little bit of the, what does the research say just about communication, nonverbals, the importance of that?
1: Yeah. So it's so important that our nonverbals line up with our verbal communication because when there's a conflict between the two, research shows that the nonverbal communication is going to trump the verbal communication. So 93% of all communication is nonverbal. So that's a huge thing to understand and digest because um, when we are communicating, a lot of our nonverbal communication uh, is is what's being heard or seen and and interpreted. That's so hard,
0: it's hard to even believe that mm-hmm. sometimes that ninety three percent is yeah. not the actual content, it's not the right. words right. that we chose. It's actually it's the whole presentation.
1: Yeah, and we'll tease that out for in a minute. Um, but to kind di- <clears> of <throat> dissect that for, for even further, um, specifically 55% of that nonverbal communication is going to be your body language. So things like your posture, your facial expressions, your eye contact, your hand gestures, a lot of that is going to communicate something um, whether you realize it or not. Uh, the other 38% is your tone. And again, that's something that's hard to kind of measure but we all know what it feels like when someone's tone moves from Mm -hmm. um, easy to maybe critical or judgmental. We all kind of have some experiences uh, either on the receiving end or on the giving end where that tone has really played a role in our communication. So that leaves us at last 7% is your uh, content. So taking inventory of all of that uh, is an important role it plays in effectively having conflict resolution.
0: Yeah, I, it's like that is such a, a common part of our lives is just communicating with people. And I think, uh, I think a classic example that probably everyone has experienced is you know you come maybe you come home from work or you arrive at the office or you have a meeting. Any, any could be any setting, and someone's like, "Oh, how did it go? How'd your day go? How'd the meeting go?" And the person says, "Fine." Or or a teenager, you know, how's your how's your day at school? Fine, you know, it's like their word is saying that it was fine. Fine is a positive word. Fine <laughs> means that things went well, or was at least decent. But everything else, like. The, their head is hung down and their shoulders are slumped. Their tone is angry and mad. The eye
1: roll maybe. maybe
0: an eye roll, or maybe they're they're crossing their arms, or whatever it may be. Maybe they're, they they <laughs> slam the door behind them, or whatever it may be. You can say fine, but everything else yeah. about you is saying it was anything but fine. I think we've all been had that experience before, mm-hmm. and it's it's a reminder that um, it's a reminder what this this proverb is saying is that out of our heart, God is wired that our hearts out of what's in our heart is communicated Mm. with our whole bodies, our face, our tone, our gestures, our, our, our eye contact or eye rolling or whatever it may be. All of that is communicating what is out of our heart. And I think probably what's happening is without even realizing it, we're taking inventory of each other's Uh, um, nonverbal communication Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. because we we intuitively instinctually know this and we're trying to hear we're trying to say is the we're looking at the the nonverbals and trying to discern is that content really true of what's in their heart right. and we're you know if their if their content lines up their tone lines up their nonverbals line up then that feels authentic because we might be able to to coach our words to say one thing but it's hard to get all of our communication, authentically communicating what's in our heart, and um, and that's a good thing. That helps us if we if we can understand those nonverbals, then it can it can really really help us in how we're communicating. And so maybe just walk us through this a little bit more um, about just specifically. Uh, men and women handle nonverbals a little bit differently.
1: Sure. Yeah. I was reading in a uh, a book by an author, Katie Cole, who does a lot of research in this area. And she kind of dissected one specific dynamic but spe- mm. between men and women specifically and how this plays out. So um, women's nonverbal listening cues look very different than men's listening cues non-verbally so a woman will tend to nod or smile or give that minimal encouragement like "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm you know as a way of tracking with um, the speaker Um, and so you know what she's trying to communicate in that moment is yes I'm tracking with you what you're saying what you um, are saying is is important to me I value that Um, but what research is showing is that men interpret those nonverbal cues as she agrees with me. So there's a you can see that dynamic of what she's meaning to communicate by those nonverbal cues and how it's being received um, most often by by a man. With with men, their nonverbal cues are going to be a little bit different. Uh, they're going to look like maybe avoiding eye contact, not for the sake of being disrespectful or rude, but just as a way of concentrating. You know, they might look off into the corner of the room just to kind of get some blank space to be able to process what's being said, um, they may rarely nod or rarely give that minimal encouragement, like "mm-hmm," you know, "yeah." Um, and it's again not a not as a sign of it's not important to me, but just that's their way of receiving information and truly digesting it. So. Um so what a man is meaning by that typically is I'm processing what a woman te- woman tends to interpret those nonverbal cues as is he's he's not listening to me or I'm not um getting his attention or he's not even paying attention to what I'm saying so a lot of times those misfires can happen simply by just um misinterpreting those nonverbal cues through our own lenses. Yeah.
0: I, I was thinking about like, imagine uh, two couples go to like a, a football game and they're, they're hanging out and like ladies sit together and the guys sit together. The ladies will probably turn with the field here and talk like this. Guys will never even look away from the field <laughs> and will have the whole conversation like this. Like, I think if um i'm thinking back to some of like even the meetings i have with other guys in my office or in their office like it's probably bizarre like we're probably not even ever like looking at each other the entire time <laughs> we might be sitting across the table from each other but like kind of looking around uh-huh. and it is we have very very different yeah. uh non and um so i'm imagining then there's also some research on how this then creates misfires right. um within like a marriage con- context or just with between men and women in general
1: right so when that cue gets misinterpreted for a woman what research shows she can tend to do is either over argue her point um, with more examples more data more information um, or even sometimes more emotion mm. and that can muddy the waters that now we've introduced a new conflict to the original conflict at hand that we're trying to communicate. Now we're trying to overemphasize our point and it's coming across a lot stronger maybe mm. um, than what was intended. So that's that's a cue for a listener when a woman is maybe feeling or fielding those cues and misinterpreting them. Um, for a male, one of the common ways that he can misfire when that dynamic is at, at hand is he can tend to assume The other party is affirming or agreeing with him. So he continues to keep going and keeps arguing his point or 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 goes to the next point. Goes to the next point. Right. um, Creating that more colorful picture because he assumes, oh, the listener's tracking with me and she agrees in actuality, she's just affirming that she's tracking, but then she never really feels like she had space to speak into it, give her opinion, or maybe her opinion doesn't feel valued. And so then those misfires can tend to happen back and forth. And it's no longer a conversation about the content at hand. Now there's this nonverbal argument almost happening, uh, trying to feel heard validated and valued.
0: Yeah. So again, just where we, where we started was there's enough, uh, conflict in general, enough things to work through within the context of any relationship. Um, but also in marriage, it's an iron sharpening iron, uh, situation. God has put, um, a married couple together to be used by God, to be bringing something beautiful about in them, in each other. And so, Um, there's gonna be content that needs to be worked through and processed through and it can be wonderful and healing. So if we can clean up the communication Mm -hmm. part of that, we're not adding another dimension. I think that's such a good point about how uh, so often, um, uh, with a man, maybe not giving the nonverbals that a woman is expecting, um, can feel like disrespectful or not, or 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 not taking seriously what's being said, not prioritizing the conversation. Um, and then uh, a woman maybe, um, um, a woman maybe then is over arguing. Then the point keeps going because she doesn't know that she's being heard. Right. Where on the other side. A woman is giving very active nonverbals, and uh, then a man is assuming she agrees when she doesn't, so it keeps going and hasn't given a space for her sure. to share. And I think that's great. And so, um, as we're thinking through those, um, we're going to be hitting some of what are practical ways to then disrupt this cycle, so mm-hmm. that these communication through this series, we're going to be hitting practical ways to disrupt that cycle, yep. and so that we can have more healthy, clean conversation um maybe kind of talk through rebecca what are some of the practical things through the next several episodes that we're going to hit uh in this series right
1: so What you just described, those misfires, is basically when both stress centers have been triggered. (laughs) So one or both are now communicating and firing as opposed to that good frontal lobe that we're wanting. So um, we're going to talk through over the next several episodes ways to get ourselves back into that frontal lobe or do that for each other, safeguard that Mm -hmm. for each other. When we see those cues like, uh uh-oh, I see that we're we're going down that path where we're going to be talking stress center to stress center and that's not what we want. So um, looking today at what are those nonverbal communication skills or cues that we're giving each other, taking inventory for ourselves, is part of the groundwork that we can lay when we lay those neurological bricks that we've talked about, um, giving attention to those nonverbals uh, outside as well as in in the conflict. Um, Secondly, we're going to talk about a skill called paraphrasing. We've mentioned it before, um, especially in other podcast, but it's a really effective communication tool when trying to discern how to get yourself back to uh, that level playing field and working together and co-laboring in the midst of conflict. Uh, We're also going to do... Uh, The ability to just stay curious Mm -hmm. and to stay exploratory, which, again, is another function of the frontal lobe, how to stay there and get there to continue the conversation, make space for that input for um, each other. And then um, and then just also argue how and why we need these skills and when to use them and when to get help.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I'm looking forward to walking through those um, together through this series. But let's just take one practical thing away from um, from this this episode today. Um, Maybe you've heard this idea before. Maybe it's not new to you that nonverbals are a majority of what's getting transmitted and maybe you say yeah I think I've heard that before maybe is that like a, a training at work you know on customer service or mm-hmm. it was a training for how to how to work with other employees or whatever and, and that's great mm-hmm. a lot of times the things the information like that we are uh, more active in Using in a work context than we are in a marriage context. And I would say if marriage is our most important relationship uh, outside of a relationship with God, then we would want to give our best in our communication in our marriage. And so let's take inventory coming out of this episode, let's take inventory of our nonverbals. Let's let's take what we know about nonverbals and then tendencies within men and women. Obviously, there's there's differences with individual cases, but tendencies within men and women. And let's uh, employ that within our marriage. And so maybe one practical thing would be starting with uh, men. Maybe being more active in the nonverbals and knowing that that will communicate a lot to your to your spouse to your wife, and thinking especially about eye contact. Um, it, it may we may not mean anything by it to be like listening and looking off, but we may be inadvertently communicating something by not having eye contact. Um, ladies, what I would say is uh, this gives great. Um, great information as far as what you should expect from the man in your in your life, and maybe um understanding that what it's like seems like the nonverbals are communicating is not necessarily what he means to communicate but it also may be a cue that there are some settings that you can put a guy in that's going to make him maybe feel more comfortable i think sometimes us as guys the eye contact feels Mm. intense unnecessarily intense to have this eye contact you know it's like a a high noon showdown in an old western you know it's like it feels overly intense a lot of times guys will be can we can open up more when we're shoulder to shoulder with someone rather than eyeball to eyeball. Sometimes mm-hmm. going on a walk or a drive or talking during an activity Um, sometimes that's the place where uh, a man or husband might feel the most uh, comfortable opening up. And so maybe that is a context that you can use um, within your marriage. And Mm so uh, let's take inventory of our nonverbals. thinking through this session. We got plenty more to go in uh, this upcoming series, so we hope you join us. And hey, thanks for joining us today on the City Rev Life podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.